Welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join us in our campaign and shenanigans as we explore the subterranean labyrinths, plunder hordes of treasure, battle legendary monsters. This podcast will be following our gaming group and the adventures of these characters, as well as a few guests from time to time. Join us as we start a new campaign and our journey to experience the best, and maybe the worst, in the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Here in the force of Alandril, we elves defend the woods from beasts and men. I myself have helped drive off goblin raiders, slain a giant spider, and composed an elven symphony for the Blood Moon Harvest Festival. And that was before lunch. So when I'm not sliding down the trunk of a barbarian elephant beast after killing it and its occupants with only my dagger and a few arrows, I look forward to coming home to a dungeon crate. Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service crafted specifically for RPG and tabletop gamers. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handmade items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. As an elf, I appreciate quality craftsmanship, and Dungeon Crate delivers, even if it's put together by humans. Sir, sentries have discovered several dwarves and a wizard trespassing in our woods. I was wondering what that smell was. DungeonCrate.com. Are you ready? Let the adventure begin. Welcome back to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. The group is in Feather, Gale, Spire, and Confused. But, <laughs> but well, having dinner. Well fed. Mm-hmm. They all okay. seem so nice. I'm still not getting the lives. They're writing carrying eaters. I'm well, just saying, saying beggars no. can't be choosers. I'm just you saying, know. maybe we should ask who started them on the whole carrying thing. You know, I mean, vultures are perfectly delightful creatures. It's not like this, this guy's going to have a lot That's of hippo- true. Uh, hippogriffs, or griffins for that matter. Thanks for the mana core. Mm-hmm. Think about how difficult it is to replace uh, I'm just saying, still no. where are they finding the food to feed it? It does not explain why that one person was there in the grave along the other earth ones. Right? You shouldn't mention that. Well, no. But it's like, so somebody, and, and the, more and than the somebody. earth guy did say that they were part of this this elemental evil. Mm-hmm. I'm just there saying maybe a... it's some, maybe not all of them are part of it. Maybe right. there is uh So a... let's go around the table real yeah. quick and introduce ourselves at the beginning rather than like halfway in. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, yes. we were involved. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Jazz playing uh, the clanless crew, dragonborn sorcerer. Jocelyn playing Riona Otuk, monk and brewer. Carrie playing Talon of the Hidden Forest Tribe. I'm a half elf ranger. Uh, Kelly, I'm playing Sister Solace, the tiefling cleric of the god Pelor. Okay. And pretty much just at that exact moment, your host is going to excuse himself really quick, and he's going to go over to the table and talk to some of the guys and pat him on the back. So you guys have pretty much free reign to talk amongst yourselves if you want, as well as... Wasn't there also the two assistants? Yes, there, was there. as well as the two uh, knights that are at the table. They left? No, no, they're still sitting there. at the table with you guys. They're, they're very curious about you guys. It's not well, fun. they might be good to chit-chat with them a bit, uh, see what they might tell us Well. You know, enjoying some. Other than the crazy weather, uh, have you experienced any other difficulties? No, 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 no. Things have been things have been good of late. 
It's just that the weather is making it very difficult for us to keep our uh, mounts working, you know, properly. Because we it, the hippogriffs require a, an exorbitant amount of brain, and we've just not been able to replace the hippogriffs we've been looking for. The the, the traditional breeding grounds are not the same this year. Oh, it's, it's because of the weather then. We believe so, yes. But the uh, giant vultures are working in fish. It was an idea a few years ago that was, you know, offered because, believe it or not, giant vultures are miraculously easy to breed and multiply. Hmm. The trick is you have to make sure you hand rear them from a young age. Who recommended them? Well, thankfully, uh, even with the, the ecosystems that is now carrying is one of the few things that we can provide. I imagine well, there's plenty to feed on in terms of the gnolls. Yeah, yeah feed the gnolls. Each other down every now and then. Right. They're sentient creatures. And they tried to kill us repeatedly. Well, I didn't what? say not to kill them, but what do you the feed them to your pet? They're dead already. And, and pretty Sister much... Solis, if we were to die out in the field, there would be a giant vulture feasting on our corpses. They wouldn't yeah. care. True, but it's other sentient creatures specifically feeding it to another circle of life man when sister sola says it you see her kind of annoyingly throw her bone down from the food she's eating it's like if you wouldn't mind gnolls are not sentient creatures they are a blight on the land the stories themselves say that their creator created them merely to kill and destroy humanity. They themselves are the embodiment of carrion. Mm, perhaps so. The philosophical discussions about blights on lands and what races their origin is, I'm pretty sure any any given magic user who could enslave a bunch of people could also be regarded in such a way. But that's not the topic here. The topic here is I'm amazed you've kept these animals fed for so long, even given the current rough conditions. Do you get them shipped in from the north, or...? Well, usually the vultures, we, we basically ride them, and they find dead carrion out there to feed, that we sit and we pack up and bring back to feed them. Right, so so it's easier to keep them alive. <clears throat> what, what about what are the uh, hippogriff's food? Usually that's sent in from Waterdeep. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, the port town still is doing well as a, a circle of uh, commerce. Now, you said that you had to raise these vultures from birth. Do you, do, you, do you pick one that's going to be yours and then it bonds with the rider? Yes, that's, that's generally how it works. Oh. Almost everyone in the Feathergill Society have, have a huge love of flying as well as hawking. Hmm. Are, they, uh, are the raised vultures generally friendly to other riders? Usually they can be very particular, but as long as we wear similar uniforms, they... they, they I think uh -huh. it might be close enough to a, a nest mate that so, it's acceptable to be close by. Gotcha. Right. And who came up with the brilliant idea of using these giant vultures? Because that is quite the change for you. Yes, and, and she basically points over across the way to the table. Uh, that, that is Dorian over there. He is one of the ones that, that was the first ones to rear vultures instead of uh, trying to, to keep our hippogriff population up. Because vultures multiply so much faster. Uh, which allowed more of us to have mounts to ride. So far, since there's so many of the Feathered Gale uh, um, residents in the mess hall, you know, eating mm -hmm. and stuff, is like, do we see anybody with a um, uh, similar uniform or outfit as the corpse that we found buried um, alongside the Earth ones? Yes, about half the room. Great. So um, and they're all, it's like, it's like, 
I'm going to ask Severa. So, Severa, mm -hmm. like these differ slightly. The uniforms that these people wear differ slightly from your your uniforms. Are you? Are there different orders within your order? Well, well, technically, as you can tell from my armor, and she, I have achieved the rank of Feathergale Knight. And what is the other? They are merely initiates into the knightly order. They have not. They have gone beyond being a page, and they are on their way to becoming knights. Oh, so it was an initiate that we saw, an yeah. outfit that we saw mm -hmm. in there, in the grave. Yep. Interesting. Do initiates get to fly? Uh, if they're lucky, yes. Indeed. Though uh, some of us, and she basically points to one of the gentlemen that wears, seems to be wearing this weird outfit. It's got little spiral patterns into it. And she says, the, the gentleman over there, she basically waves her hand and says, Dolan. And he comes over and basically she shows you the outfit he's wearing, that these are specially made outfits to help protect the knights if they were to fall off a mountain. Really? Basically, he kind of stretches it, and you see there's like a membrane, almost like a squirrel suit. Oh, ah. sweet! And, and you see some magical runes with some swirly things. It's like the, the, the suit is, is there so that way if he were to fall off a flying mount uh, if, and unable to, to save himself, he would be able to at least glide to the ground safely. This is What's, truly inspired. It is. And then as a quick count, um, What's the ratio of initiates to non-initiates right now? Uh, currently in the room, it's pretty much 50-50-ish. Hmm. plenty of new initiates. Yes, where do you get all the, the new initiates? Well, you would be surprised with uh, the reputation of uh, Waterdeep having with the Griffin Riders, being as, as one of the prominent knightly orders that you could join. Everyone loves to fly, and pretty much all the members of us are, you know, we are a group was originally based of the Feathergale Society of an elite group of aerial mount enthusiasts. So you're all pretty much imported to this region? You're not oh, local? Oh, none of us are local to this area. Oh, the entire, the entire uh, tower here? There are no locals? There are, there are, well, you've seen how desolate the countryside is here. Most folks that live here don't go within five miles of where they were born. Reminder, so, um, the problems in Red Larch have only been, uh, and this weather patterns have been only occurring for a few like months few and years. stuff like that. Like last year or two. Yeah. Remind me again, because I apologize, um, the interrogations of the Cult of the Black Earth folks that we uh, interrogated from, uh, like, uh, Red Larch, who were corrupted by said mage right. and mm -hmm. stuff like that, or high priest, uh, when did that happen? When were uh, they corrupted? Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. So this has been building for years? From what you got from the Black Earth, yes. That was years ago that they impregnated themselves into the community. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start. I'm like, well, you mentioned earlier that the captain uh, was tired of the corruption in the, in the old Griffin Riders order. Um, which makes me curious, why this region? And what do you guys do out here? Well, pretty much the one reason why we wanted this place was the, the, this place makes a natural rookery. You know, because the tower, as oh, you can sure. see, whoever used this tower originally, it's exactly the same thing that they used it for. But uh, one of the things that most of us really do enjoy is the, uh, the actual veil here. The wind currents here are amazing for flying. Mm. It is you could practically become one with the wind out there. Your mount will just glide for hours if you find the right wind grass. Do you, in, do you uh, come along other travelers often in your flights? Uh, occasionally we see things around us, but usually we try not to interfere with anyone. 
Except if we see people that are in need of help. Because we, we, oh, we had a uh, friend dwarves, dwarves that were set out um, towards, dwar- towards Red Large prior to our journey. Uh, yes. um, and we still have not heard from them. I was wondering if you perhaps had seen them. Um, I can ask the other members of the order. We have a few scouts that are out right now. Indeed. It but could be well, the, they the, the messenger they sent didn't find us. We took kind of a roundabout route. Yeah. Yes. We have unfortunately lost a few of our members to the Manticore. Well, that's just unfortunate indeed. Is that partly, I mean, I imagine I don't use armor, but is that why you've taken up armor? It, it sounds like if you're uh, a well, society that enjoys flying and... and because the knights were, uh, that, I'm sorry, I'm a homesteader, and the knights that used to come by our territory would uh, occasionally help us with some some dire needs. But uh, is it is it just about the flying out here? Uh, well, for the most part, it is. I mean, it's not like we actually have any communities out in this area. Hmm. Yeah, Red Larch is a little ways. I mean, usually and then beyond Red Larch is where our friends were going. The Dwarven. Uh... And the oh, commander, city, yes. the commander usually has us avoid certain communities because we don't want to start a lot of panic, especially riding giant vultures into town. Oh sure. The first but few times, people, you know, tend to get the wrong idea, and just at that moment, that the commander sits back down with a huff. He goes, "Yes, giant vultures. They are the best mounts we've got that will help us do our duty for the realm." Which what is your duty for the realm? We are here to protect the interests of. Civilization, and to bring people to the gift of getting to fly in the sky. That is a very generous and duty. to gladly welcome travelers to join us for supper. You are so kind to have us here with you tonight in your beautiful tower. And and I've heard tales from your your men and women about the grand flying adventures you have and and the perfection of this location. You're, you are so fortunate that you found it, sir. Yes, the, the, the greatest gift that we found from getting this place is this, the, this solitude. You you left um, water, water, deep. water Deep to flee some sort of terrible corruption, I understand. Yes, unfortunately, they were imparting some new taxes on those who keep mounts in the city walls. And we unfortunately didn't want to deal with the same corruption of constantly having to pay extra to to guarantee the safety of our our mounts when we weren't there. That's very strange. I understand that carts are pulled in larger cities by large creatures like that. It's curious that they would impose a tax on it. Well, unfortunately, when you keep them more as a, a pleasure mount than as a work beast, mm. sometimes they bring it down upon you that if you're not uh, contributing, well, you'd think in if, their opinion. Well, you'd think if you were, you know, wearing armor, helping people with the uh, advancing their interests and in the and in the farms and the domains of the city, I would I would summarize um, that they would instead endorse you. You would think that for civilization, but my friend Dragonborn, have you been to Waterdeep? I have not. It is a den of villainy. I didn't say it. We're all thinking again. I personally lost two of my hippogriffs to poison feed. <gasps> oh my god. Because of an altercation I had in the streets stopping a thief from taking advantage of a citizen. 
No one claimed ownership of the evil axe, but conveniently, the feed was poisoned. Inconveniently for you. Yes. The I have heard of these sorts of people who organize and spread rumors and lies, and then get cohorts to do their bidding for them. It's, it's really unfortunate when it comes to such a, a mm, deadly and uh, underhanded method. It's it's definitely true. True people should stand on their own feet and be known for their own actions rather than hiding behind others. May good deeds shield you from darkness. Indeed. Well said, good cleric. Well said. To okay. good deeds! And of course, everybody that's at the. To good deeds! Then you're. Okay. My lord, do you think this terrible corruption you experienced in Waterdeep is endemic of the terrible corruption we're seeing of the lands these days? I, I honestly would not know how far that this has spread across the land. But if. Honestly, if you, if you, if you wish to uh, know my opinion, and his demeanor glowers, great evil lurks among the hills of the land. Do you have a sense of where it might be localized? As he's trying to continue what he's saying, as you interrupt him. Sorry. Depraved, you depraved cultists are led by wretched monsters in this area. Well, it's here. But. We will speak of things dark and not good after we feast. Aunties, uh, to the feast! To the feast! To the feast! To the light. To the light! <laughs> to the light! <laughs> and may the light keep our hearts warm, our bellies full, and the land prosperous. Yes. For what is good for one is good for all! Brother Vark always says that a full stomach helps stoke the inner flame. Oh, okay. And uh, you've been, you know, doing your thing. So uh, tell us of your travels. I mean, honestly, four travelers such as yourselves. You, you, you said you lost your wagons. We lost two of our compatriots. We had a small uh, wagon. It was, uh, it was unfortunately. The two compatriots we lost were trying to save it from the from the horde of gnolls when we hit, approached the valley, and uh, that those that was when uh, perhaps it was the wrong decision. But I decided to uh, leave the wagons, and unfortunately, they could not join us. So they succumbed to the to the gnolls on our ways, and uh, it's it, not speaking of such gloomy things at dinner. Uh, I will end it by saying that. Uh, Quite simply, we've been under a cloud ever since. I, I, and he gives you a strong, beefy hand slap in the back. I, I understand that. To those who cannot feast with this anymore, and everybody does a cheer and drinks, the, the loss of loved ones is always hard. But remember, by, by living and feasting and enjoying life, you honor their memory. Well said, well said. Okay, so it's a, it's a friend dwarf. Where have you where, where have you come from? Well, 
Well, I'm a hill dwarf originally, your lordship, and as a, a monk, I decided to leave my people and and to travel and see a bit more of the world so that I could understand better my place in this world as a dwarf and a monk and to rather, you know, take, take a new perspective on the teachings that I had learned as a, a wee young dwarf lass. It's been, you know, a host of adventures hither and yon and fortunately I was able to meet these fine, fine people and to join them on their travels and to bring my brewing skills to bear, as it were. I find that uh, beer never goes amiss. To beer! <laughs> so Ranger, you look like you've been battle-weary. Yeah. My family, my, uh, well, I've traveled very far and I encountered these people and I have come to accept them and they have accepted me and so we travel on together. He, he nods to the family that you make in life. Mm. Slasha. Okay. I'm a little taciturn, taciturn so sorry. Okay. <laughs> so sister, I hear you're from Waterdeep as well? Yes, I am from Waterdeep. Right, tell, tell us stories of what's happened in Waterdeep. Waterdeep. It has been some time since I have been there. I, I was a initiate under uh, Brother Varric's tutelage um, at the uh, Temple of Pelor. And uh, as Brother Varric always says, that a good deed by example is louder than any word. And so, taking that inspiration, I have gone out into the world to spread the light of Pelor and show by good deed the light. Okay, he nods at you and gives you a nice play pal. Picks up his drink. To the sun that will always warm our cheeks and raise our crops. To the sun! To drink a lot. Okay. <laughs> and, and they're drinking and all of a sudden, uh, pretty much as, as everyone's, you know, getting the little dealio on, having good jokes coming out, all of a sudden uh, the doors of the Great Hall fly open. As, as a sentry, <laughs> as a sentry shouts, Manticore, it's on the move. Let's get it! <laughs> at, at this announcement, Can the Feathergill Knights rise no. as one before the feast is finished, and literally all of them just stand to their feet immediately. We should take this opportunity to slay the monster. <sighs> From his finger, he removes a feather-patterned golden ring set in a, with a garnet and holds it in the air. A prize for the one who brings me the beast's head. And he puts the ring on the table. Could we get a ride? We would gladly help. And uh, basically he is saying that uh, you can ride with one of the knights. Or you guys can stay here if you feel too tired. The meal has perked me up some. And I would not want to be separated from my group. After your kind hospitality, I feel that it is really... The least we could do to help you catch this manticore. Well. We could just go outside too, on the other side of the bridge, and just I'll see if it'll attack us. I don't think it's that close. No, it's not that close. Basically, oh. it's the scouts who returned right. with sign of the yeah. manticore. I would need a longbow. Mine was broken by the gnolls. Gladly, we can <laughs> we can gladly provide you one, and they stick a longbow in your hand. Woohoo! And of course, <laughs> and of course the, the knight that gives you the longbow says, "You are riding with me." <laughs> Done. <laughs> 
He's like, a longbow archer in the back of my vulture with me? I can definitely use this. Oh, okay. you know, you think it's a good deal until she shoots you out the back of the head. <laughs> this is true, but we're not telling him that. No, no. no. <laughs> we're just going to keep that between away. friends. Okay. So, when you guys get to where the mounts are, there are four knights on their vultures ready to take you guys on their backs. <coughs> the others have already taken off. They're waiting to, to politely help get you on the vultures. Great. Okay. Sweet. They're so, sharing the gift of flight. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as they get in the vultures, you notice that the, the fog has creeped into the valley. Oh, there's something nefarious about this manticore. Maybe it's and not a manticore. Well, okay, so as as you guys all get on the, the, the vultures' backs, they all take flight. And then they all flock together as a group, but they space out V-style. Everyone roll me a d20 for perception. You are the spotters when they're flying. Yeah, uh, so uh, perception, I get 17. Oh, well, 15. 17. Oh, sweet, I got 22. A 22? For once, I'm perceptive. Okay, at one moment, the, the ranger's eye, she sees a shadow. All of a sudden, a, a dark shadow that you point to, and all of the riders, you know, start, start whooping and howling as they, as they descend on the shadow. Okay? Flashes of Avatar. That big flying thing. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Last as, shadow. As you guys hear a roar diving on the canyon area, where there's these spires of stone sticking up, and it just the shadows darting between those spires. It looks like if, if it was the manticore, it looks like it has something in its mouth. Uh oh. Maybe. Mm. Well, it's it's feeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is it one of their? Let's hope it's a null. <laughs> yeah, really. As it, all of a sudden you, you hear shouts of the riders calling out to the other riders, and you see, you know, you hear the shriek of vultures, you know, from a, in the distance as the group's closing in the circle. Okay, so as you guys are there, go ahead and give me, let's have you each roll for your rider, roll me a d20. My poor rider. I've been such rider. a sucky rider. I rolled a 17. I got a 14. Five. What am I uh, rolling What are we for? rolling? Just roll Just a d20. Just 10. 10? Okay, so Otuk, your rider gets within 60 feet of the, the manticore. You barely catch a glimpse of it. And you see that it's got some furry thing in its mouth. It might be a knoll, it might be a small furry mammal of some kind. You can't really tell. But it turns back and looks at you with bloodshot eyes. As it's flicking its tail in your direction. Oh, that doesn't sound good. That's a manticore and, uh, like, you know, flipping the bird. Oh, no. Except, of course, this one kills. As all of a sudden you hear your vulture send out a shout as, as one of the quills go flying off the tail and hit it. And... But it keeps flying, and you see the rider, he, he leans back to you and says, Hold on tight. You're good. You're good, Blackwing. Keep keep flying. You know, he's, he's spurring his vulture on and, and just keeping on to the hunt because you're within, you know, dead shot of it. You're, you're close behind, and you see her vulture... Just convulses the, the the quill hits it. Seems to be injured. Are you gonna do anything? Um, you heal the vulture. Except for cure wounds requires touch. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, maybe not. Don't you have your your? Don't you have a ranged one? Yeah, I do. You're not using that. Prayer of healing. Okay. On a. Okay. She's saving it. She's saving Obviously. it. Obviously. Okay. I can't just fly off with that for just. 
I mean, usually I only do that <coughs> if there's more than one creature hurt. Okay, so after a few more minutes of you guys circling around and, and hovering over it, go ahead and roll me a d20 for your rider so you nobody does anything really bad. Uh -oh. I got uh -oh. a three. Twelve! Sorry, what'd you get? Nineteen! Nineteen! Twelve. Twelve? Uh, eleven. Eleven? Three. Your rider unfortunately zigged when he should have zagged, and the vulture, like, clung to one of the rock spires that just popped up out of nowhere in the darkness. Apparently it was paying attention to the manticore, not seeing the pillars pass over, the pillars pass over, and it just rawr, and it's grabbing onto the pillar, flapping its wings with you on its back. The rider grabs you by the side, and give me a athletics check. You do have advantage because the rider's holding on to you. Especially since you realize, oh I shit, get a plus two for athletics. You don't have a squirrel suit on. I got a thirteen. You managed to to, to, to stay clinging on to the, the just barely, but you, he he's basically got the you. The light of Pelor was with me. <laughs> don't they have like lashes Artists, to yeah. tie yourself to these things? Kind of, but you know, it's not really built for two people. Yeah, and not really meant for when the. I'm sure, they should have seat belts. <laughs> they don't seem like the seat belts kinds. No, they're the squirrel suit kind. Hence yeah. for the squirrel suits. Nice. And some of them have the ability to cast Featherfall. Well, that's cool. empty. Unless you're the one falling and they can't reach you with rage attack. Oh, Featherfall! Oh, sorry. This is yeah. difficult. Is my rider an archer? Your, your, your rider, is. he does have a spear that he can throw. But uh, he's having difficulty get, you know, for some reason getting close. It's probably because he's intimidated with your dragon breath behind him. Well, if we can get close enough for you to throw the spear, we can mark it. Oh, well, I can use Hunter's spear, Mark. But I don't want to do it. Okay. I can use Hunter's Mark. Right away. Does that, is that visible? It doesn't, doesn't say it's it visible to anybody. It doesn't no. visibly do anything, no. So it's, it's not like very It's fire. not like uh, World of Warcraft where I can see. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it, it wouldn't. I've marked you. Peg him so you can see him from a distance. So. Okay. So, Otuk, do you have any range attacks you can do? Well, no, not particularly. Okay. I mean, I could jump off the vulture and, and land on the manticore's back and go to town with my ladle. Okay. He does oh, offer right. that uh, Otuk, right there in the uh, bottom of the saddle is my spear if you if you would like to th try throwing it. Right. Well, I'll give it a try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what's, what is my stat that I combine with my roll? It's uh, strength. strength plus proficiency. Oh, no, wait, you're not dex. proficient with it. Dex. Oh, dex, right. Right, yeah. well then. Well, in um, theory, she, she does have proficiency with spear. I do? Yeah. Really? You, you, as a monk, you've been trained in it. Have I? Yeah. Well, my dex is two. I rolled a I six. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, so she got yeah. a grand total of eight. <laughs> Basically, you throw the spear, it goes flying through the air and just smashes into a rock pillar. Right, it doesn't draw its attention to the spear. It, it draws its attention to the, where the spear originated from. Oh dear. Yeah. It's that smart. It's that, well it is an intelligent creature. So if I jump on its back, it's probably like a suicide maneuver. Yeah, you, at this point. You think that that would be fucking badass to do, but would be fucking bad idea to do? You could try it, but... As, it, a, as a group, do we have a, a shared non-common language? No. Um, I speak lots of languages, but common, elvish, goblin, orcish, and I also speak some primordial. I speak, you know, infernal and... Uh... Okay, so on, on the Manticore's turn, it's going gonna, it's gonna to 
dart. Oh dear. You're, you're, you're a vulture again. Yeah. Alright. I speak Celestial, Infernal, and Draconic. Okay, and it focuses that tail and another dart. You see, like a freaking throne dagger goes zipping out and hits your vulture. And your vulture gasps again. You don't get to dodge. You don't get to dodge. The vulture has an AC. He's rolling really well. Oh dear. Well, Blackwing, hang on there. Is there anything we can do for the vulture? Well, you could always hang back, land, and do some medical on the vulture, but... Um, so, uh, I'll ask my rider, do you feel alright about being bait? Not sure I catch your meaning there, Dragonborn. Well, if we, if we harm it sufficiently, it might try to take us out of the sky. And that way we can get the others to swar- swarm around it while it's focused on us. Can I shoot it with an arrow? Well, that's prone. When you've been rolling your pilot, your pilot's not been doing a good job of getting guys in position. Mm-hmm. My pilot is as close, but I can't do a bloody thing. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and give it a try. And he's like, Let, let's go ahead and try something. Okay, and he pats his vulture. Okay, red scar, like we practice. And he Only within 100 feet. I'll, get, I'll handle the rest. Okay. He kind of reaches to the vulture's side and kind of squeezes the vulture's wing, and the vulture fakes a lame wing for a second. It starts oh, swirling. But the pilot's going to have disadvantage for his next roll to not splat. So let's see if the manticore falls for it. Ooh, that's a good roll for deception. Okay. So your vulture is swooping down, wounded looking, even though your vulture has been for the, the distance the whole time. Oh, this is going to be problematic. Okay. Okay, so everybody give me a pilot check. (laughs) My pilot only got a five. Thirteen. Oh, wait, you want a two. I rolled a seven this time. You rolled a seven. We all suck. So, (coughs) Otook, your vulture's wounded and it's falling back, letting the the manticore get some distance. Mmm, Talon, your pilot, he's not faking that, di- that, that that falling out of the sky now. All oh, of us... Are you talking to Talon or Criv? Oh, sorry, sorry, Criv, Criv, Criv. Criv, sorry, Criv, Criv. Yeah, that, that two he rolled the pilot, he is not faking the swooping down to crash. Talon, what did you get? Five. Five? You're falling back. And Sister Solace? Thirteen. Thirteen. You're getting close. You're within within 100 feet of the manticore. But the manticore definitely seems to be turning around and looking at the struggling vulture. You mean... Yes. That one. Cribs. Okay. Yes. Cribs. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll ask the writer, uh, how long to impact? And, and you just see him kind of sweating right now, debating bailing out of the saddle or not. Well, isn't it 32 feet per second? Uh, I, can, I can give the vulture a bit of height. It'll injure us a bit. Well, mostly you and the vulture. <laughs> but if he, but if he hey, needs a second chance, I can fluff his. He's I can fluff, his, fluff him back up in the air. Okay, so uh, at that very Just moment, your rider starting himself. to mumble something. Okay, so Sister Solace, you can do something with the manticore. You're within a hundred feet. Uh, sacred flame. You're gonna sacred flame the manticore. Yeah. Okay. Burn, baby, burn. What's the Dex. DC? Uh, Thirteen. I rolled a fifteen, so doesn't matter. Your sacred flame poofs out in the area and just goes down. As per freaking usual. (laughs) It's a cantrip. It's a freebie spell. Okay. 
And it's my only ranged one. The Manticore is actually turning to fly into your direction. So he's coming towards us. Yep. Alright. So <coughs> everybody, what did you that. roll? Initially a five, you said you just fell back. For the piloting roll. Yeah. Okay, so you're five. five. Okay, sorry. Yeah, but okay. if it was one of the hundred feet, she could still mm-hmm. fire. Well, no, it's basically the, as you're flying okay. and dipping. If you don't have a 15, you're not keeping within distance. Okay. Because it's moving and you're moving. Okay, so everybody give me a pilot check except for Kriv, because his his uh, rider is casting Featherfall on his mount right now. You, try to you said we needed a 15? Uh-huh. Wow. 15. Me too. Okay. Okay. So, Otuk, your wounded vulture's falling back. Cribs is basically slowing down as the, the rider casts Featherfall and slaps it on the, the mount. Okay. Oh, well, that's better than what I was going to do. Yep. As, as you're noticing, the knight just cast magic in his armor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, Talon, you can take a shot. I can take a shot. You can take a shot. Let's just hope I roll. Are you wanting to do your Hunter's Mark first? I am. Hunter's Mark, that son of a bitch. Okay, then Hunter's Mark. 16. Oh, because my attack bonus is seven. We're looking at twenty. That will hit. That'll hit. Roll for damage. Wait, no, twenty-three. Excuse me. Woohoo! We'll roll for damage. damage. I'm working on it. I'm trying to find my eight. Ugh. And does Hunter's Mark give you additional damage? Yes, it does. Uh, oh, yes! That too. I forgot about that. Because so far, Who's we're not me? doing too well. Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Okay, you fire an arrow and you just hear a roar and a thud is whatever it was carrying in its mouth just got let go. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. So, Sister Solace. Sacred Flame. Okay. Fourteen. That's a dex. Yes. So, seventeen. Okay, so, Crib, your mount is slowing down before it hits the ground. Um... Is the manticore within within 120 feet? It is about uh, about the 100 foot range. It's turning around and, ba- and bearing right towards you guys. Great. All right. Well, let's add some uh, aversion here. I'm okay. going to uh, quicken scorching ray. Scorching ray. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I am not intending on getting eaten. Okay. Uh, Damn. Minimum 17. That will hit. Okay. One, two, three. Oops. Well, that'll miss. That'll probably miss. That'll like definitely miss, yeah. Um, and 20, that'll hit. 21. So, 4, so I'm going to need this times 4. I forget. 12. Can I use my bonus and my uh, uh, chip to have some of their roll? Yeah. The deficit? No, no, no. It's, it's advantage for you. In your side, you can't. I can't give disadvantage. You to can't. Them. You can't Star Wars style disadvantage somebody. Damn. Um, 23, 31, 35, one oh. more. Jesus Christ! How much damage for one more? Damn. He's a mage. He's a glass cannon. Or no, I'm sorry. There's only one of the three hits. No. Two, that was on hit. the second one. Oh, I okay. Four, I have four hits. Oh shit. Um, but let me double check that. I might have the wrong number of d6. Because I'm just like, oh, whoops. Might not quite be right. I'll re-roll it if I have room. It's not a big deal. Um, might be just two d six per. Per ball. Yeah. 
So. Five. Eight, 15, 22, and tw uh, 28. Sweet. Points. Oh, fire damage. Okay, as you guys see firebolts just lance out and smack the thing right in the face as it's awesome. coming towards you guys. It does not like this, by the way. This is not a thing it likes. No, good. As uh, it's going to be leaving on its turn if it can. Okay, so top of the order. Oh, we've got we've got Crib and Company on the ground. We've got Otuk's mount falling back, but that's okay because now it's coming towards you guys. Grace. It's passing underneath you, the, the two of you, Talon and Sister Solace. Okay, so that's a good place to wrap uh, it up there. All right. Like a Alright, I rolled down my advantage. Okay. Because shit happens. Shit happens. Every day, dungeons are forced to euthanize adventurers because the cost to provide urgent or ongoing clerical health care is too high. A stray adventurer may be brought in with a broken leg, or a halfling is surrendered because it swallowed something and requires surgery that the family cannot afford. Your donation of just a few copper pieces a day can make a difference in our podcast's life and keep us making content for you. Please... Check out our Patreon site at patreon.com slash cppn to help us even if it's just a dollar a month. Every copper helps. Your support for the CPPN is greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And remember, be careful out there. There be dragons about. When did you get this one? That is Tilda. That is Tilda? You like that one? Yes. I just recently got that one. This is a perfect miniature for her. Uh-huh. Ever since now we don't have Tilda though. Tilda's still here! She is, but we're not playing her. She'll come back. Yes, we have to bring her back. She's a great character.